That's the latest. I'm Andy Hayes. appealing Everything the traffic will allow No where could you have that happy feeling When you are stealing that extra bow There's no people like show people They smile when they are low Yesterday they told you you would not go far That night you opened and there you are Next day on your dressing room they found a star Let's go Welcome to another break of leg. My name is Ian Cheeseman. All things theatrical and musical theatre. And I've got some great guests lined up for you this week. Hayley Tamerden, who's in Everybody's Talking About Jamie at the Lowry from the 7th to the 17th of September, talks about her life and career. Lois Glenister, who's one of the puppeteers of the brilliant Zog based on the books of Julia Donaldson, which will be at the Lowry until the 3rd of September, will also join me. And Kingsley Morton, who's in Heather's The Musical at the Palace Theatre in Manchester from the 8th to the 12th of August. So great guests. I've been writing, I've got to tell you this, so excited about this. I've been writing to a couple of my great, great heroes, because in musical theatre, to me, I know the stars, the ones who are on stage, are the idols, but to me, in musical theatre, it is the songwriters that I absolutely admire. Mark Shaman I went to watch a musical he wrote Charlie in the Chocolate Factory a couple of weeks ago. He's a Grammy Award winner, an Emmy Award winner, a Tony Award winner and nominated for seven Academy Awards and he says he will talk to me for the show Mark Shaman. He is a superb songwriter Alan Menken is one of my absolute heroes. He's won eight Academy Awards. He's written so many great musicals. I can't list them all at the moment, but just recently I was in New York and saw Little Shop of Horrors, which my son has starred in, in Amdram, on stage a couple of times. He loves it, I love it, and I will be featuring the music of the brilliant Alan Menken in the second hour of the show. Three musicals that he wrote, Little Mermaid, Hercules, and the brilliant Hunchback of Notre Dame will be featured. And fingers crossed, one day, maybe I get to, to chat to Alan as well. And this week I went along to watch Avenue Q. It was an Amdram version. It was written, and this is what I'm focusing on, by Robert Lopez. You'll know him from writing the music to Book of Mormon and Frozen. He also started out with Avenue Q, which is hilarious. It's an adult musical. It is based a bit like Sesame Street or The Muppets, and it has puppets on stage, but it is... Uh, somewhat different and irreverent and it has uh, swearing in it and and it's adult humour, it's not for kids that's for sure, but I absolutely love the show there is one song that I can play on this show it's called It's a Fine Fine Line, so we'll kick off this week's Break a Leg with It's a Fine Fine Line There's a fine fine line Between a lover and a friend There's a fine, fine line Between reality and pretend And you never know till you reach the top If it was worth the uphill climb There's a fine, fine line Between love and a waste of time There's a fine Between a fairy tale and a lie 
there's a fine, fine line between your wonderful and goodbye. I guess if someone doesn't love you back, it isn't such a crime. But there's a fine, fine line between love and a waste of. Between together and not, and there's a fine, fine line between what you wanted and what you got. version of Avenue Q, the brilliant There's a Fine, Fine Line, written by Robert Lopez. He had collaborators as well, but he's the music man behind Avenue Q. Brilliant show. Well done to the South Manchester Amateur Operatic Society's uh, performances of it last week, which included my son playing the part of Rod. Uh, and absolutely brilliant. Uh, shame it's finished now, otherwise I would have said go and see it. Now this week I've been to see Shrek the Musical. It was on in Manchester, one of the uh, professional productions, of course, I saw an amateur version of it a couple of weeks ago as well. It's a brilliant show, and this is Story of My Life from Shrek. All right, when I call your name, step forward. Pinocchio, the puppet. Uh, I'm not a puppet, I'm a real boy. <laughs> That's your patch of mud down there. Oh, dumped on a swamp. Man, I tell you, sometimes being a fairy tale creature sucks pine sap. Disappointing. Woe is what I know. Outed by my nose. That's just how it goes. For poor Pinocchio. Story of my life. Always doomed to fail. Cheated by a fox. Swallowed by a whale. That's the story of my life. Oh, yeah. Pan. Banished from the town. Ugly duckling. They dragged me from the pond. They broke my magic wand. They blew our condos down. Wicked witch. Life is but a witch hunt. Mama's in the mud. Mama's in distress. They ridiculed my hat. They said that we were fat. They tore my cotton granny dress and called me a hot and tranny mess. Sugar plum fairy. Story of my life. Booty from the ball. Told to go away. Tumbled off the wall. That's the story of my life. You're late, rabbit. That's the story of my life. Have fun, you guys. That's the 
want you back in the kingdom, you will be executed. <laughs> story of my life was on in Manchester last week. Great, great show. If I get a chance to see it, go along and watch it. You won't be disappointed. Now let's meet my first guest, Hayley Tamadon, who is a British actress. You probably know from playing the part of Del Dingle in Emmerdale, and also Andrea Beckett in Coronation Street, where she also won the fifth series of Dancing on Ice back in 2010. And she's just about to star at the Lowry Theatre in Salford, which of course not too far away from Manchester, in Everybody's talking about Jamie, the musical, from the 7th to the 17th of September. And she's been telling me all about it. Everybody's talking about Jamie is an amazing show, and I've already had the pleasure of being in it, because I was in it in the West End in 2019. And so to be asked back is amazing. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it's a story about love and hope and just being your true self, you know? And I think it will blow audiences away, I really do. It's a show for the modern era, really, isn't it? It is, but it's also, you know, it's a show for... I think it's a show for everybody, but it's it's almost an education in, in some respects, you know, for young kids, for mums, for parents, for, you know, for it's for everyone. The music's insane, you know, the, the spectacle of the show is fantastic, but it's the story, the story's important. How important when you're in a musical is the music? You've, you've said it's insane, so presumably that means you love it and, and it is important. When I go to a musical, I want to come out singing the songs. Is yeah. it that type of a show? Yeah, 100%. You will know the songs by the time you come out. You'll have it in your head. It is one of those... You know, it's like when you go and see a jukebox show where you know the music. With everybody's talking about Jamie, the opening number, straight away you'll want to get out of your seat. And by the time it's finished, everyone's up with you in the audience you know it's just joyful you've got a lot to compare with because you've had a fantastic career in musical theatre and lots of other things as well haven't you thank you yeah I've done a fair few um I'm very lucky you know I've I've not stopped working since I was 19 and you know I'm old now so (laughs) I've done I've done all right What's given you the most pleasure then? Because, you know, you, you, you were very well known in 2010 when you won Strictly. And, dancing on Ice. Sorry, the Dancing on Ice, which I, I believe you still do a bit of skating, is yeah, that right? A little bit, a little bit. I had the, the pleasure of doing that show twice. I did it in 2010 and I did it again in 2014. Um, and, yeah, it's, you know, those memories are ones you just take to the grave with you, aren't they? It's amazing. And yet you've been on TV, you're well known from that. You, you've been in other shows like Mamma Mia or whatever. 
What, what, what gives you the most pleasure then, or, or do you just think, well, I love the variety of it all? Um, I love the variety, and I feel very blessed I get to do variety. I get to do musicals and I get to do telly, and, you know, I can kind of flip between the two. That's, in this day and age, you know, it's hard to even get a job in this industry at the moment, let alone to manage to flip between both. So, yeah, I'm very, very blessed, and um, long may it continue. <laughs> You do have the advantage then because of your long track record uh, of, of just ask people asking you to do a job or do you still audition? I still audition. Um, mostly for telly, you will always audition. Um, for musicals, um, no, it, it varies a lot of the time because people know me now. You know, they, they will offer me the part, which is really lovely. But I've earned my stripes there, you know. I've been doing it for, oh my word, too many years. <laughs> Um, so when you get to a certain point in your career, you know, people go, oh, yeah, well, she played Roxy Hart and she played Millie, so she she's able to do this. So, yeah, it's it's nice. And does this compare to those shows? I mean, Chicago and, and things like that are like iconic shows, mm. aren't they? Do you think this is this is on the same level? It's completely a different level, but as, as shows go, this is huge, this show. And a different part for me, because, you know, Chicago... I was never off the stage. It was massive. I couldn't breathe by the end of it. Whereas this is more laid back for me. It's more acting. It's more chilled out. Um, and so that's good, you know, at my age to just have a little bit of a rest. How does touring affect you then as a person? Touring is going to be different now because I have a three-year-old and I'm a single mom. So, you know, I have to rope in the grandparents and everybody's pulling their weight to kind of allow me to continue with my career, which is Amazing, but he's going to love it. My little three-year-old. He gets to, you know, come and see where mommy's working. He he loves the stage already. So you know, it's not going to be easy. But in this world, you've got to earn, and we make it work. You know, somebody's got to pay the bills, and that person is me. And you're one of those people, from what I read about you, who is always prepared to stand up for yourself and and be right out there. Where do you get that passion from? I know there was a famous Twitter. Um, uh, thing that you had but where, where do you get that energy from and that passion because it's clearly within you isn't it it is and I, I to be honest I, I think I've always been like this since I was a kid um, and my granddad my who I never met my granddad on my mum's side was a performer and he always wanted to sing and tap dance and my mum always says you get it from him and I do have more energy than sometimes I know what to do with. So, yeah, I mean, again, long may that continue. So, yeah, it's all good. Have you ever done, who do, they, who do you think you are? Have you ever done one of those type of genealogy things? I have. It'd be fascinating. I have done one. Know. I did a TV show a couple of years ago, actually, um, which was a little bit like that, where they search into your background and, um, you know, find out where you're from and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm half Persian. My dad's from um, Persia and... I have that kind of side. Oh, my dad's energy is beyond what it should be for an 80-year-old. He's like a 50-year-old. And so I take after him with that, you know. He's in the gym every day. And, that yeah, that's me. Me and my brother are exactly the same. Do you think that that, that cultural background, that diverse cultural background, helps you become a performer? No, I don't think so. I think it's either in you or it's not in you, you know. And this is, you know, this is like it's in my blood it's in my dna to to perform it's all i know it's all i've ever wanted to do since i was three and i think when it's like that it, it will never change 
We're sat here in the beautiful Lowry Theatre and that's where you're going to be performing, which is quite close to the modern set of of Coronation Street. Obviously, you've appeared in that. Does that mean you'll have friends and family coming over and is performing at the Lowry something that's very special to you? This is extremely special to me, performing at the Lowry, because... I it's not, and it's not just to do with Corrie and, and living here because I've I lived in Media City for years, but also I performed here in a musical a very long time ago called Rocky Horror, and I never forget this venue. It it was I'm sure it was where we maybe we opened the show one time when I did Rocky. It was just phenomenal. So when I come back here, everybody knows me still. So it, it just feels like home. And I can't wait to open in Manchester. That makes me really, really happy. So I opened the show in Manchester and I personally closed the show in Blackpool, where I live. So, I mean, what two better venues for me? Was Christian Lava come in it when you were in it? Because he's been in it forever. Yeah, he has, but no, he wasn't when I was in it. Um, I had Richard Meek in it with me. He was my brother. and we were best mates. And yeah, it just, it's just a gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous theatre to come home to. And once you move away from here and you're in other places, are the audiences different? I mean, are they genuinely different? Uh, it just varies every venue you're at, you know, uh, whether they're more rowdy, whether they're a bit more reserved or, you know, and the further south you get, they, they become a bit more reserved in a, in a nice possible way. Um, whereas the further north we get, you know, they want to get out of their seats straight away. So, yeah. And who does this show appeal to you, To you, in, in your opinion? Is this to a broad audience or is it a very specific audience? I'll come and watch it. You know, this is, a, this is an important story uh, about a young boy who wants to be a drag queen. There's no denying that it's going to attract that, that genre, I suppose. But this, I've been in this show before. Um, when you look at the audience, there's such a wide spectrum of people. That's what makes me happy because... People are coming to see the show, not because they say, oh, it's a show about a drag queen and I'm a 40-year-old guy, I don't need to see it. You do need to see it. Everybody needs to see it, you know. And everybody needs that kind of level of hope in their lives and to understand that it's okay just to be who you want to be in this life. Everybody deserves to notice that. Well, I've played a song from this show uh, in the introduction, of course, to my interview with you. So my final question is more of a general question. You've been in a lot of shows. I'm sure you lot watch lots of shows. Have you got a favourite musical and a song from that, that I can play for you? I think my favourite show that I've ever done, that I've been in, probably is Chicago, because the role I played, Roxy Hart, was just incredible. And the, the most all-time iconic song is All That Jazz, and you just can't go wrong with that song. I'll play that for you. Thank you. Leg. Thanks. Hayley Tamerden, who will be starring in Everybody's Talking About Jamie at the Lowry in Salford from the 7th to the 17th of September. She requested all that jazz from Chicago, you know me. Her wish is my command. Come on, babe, why don't we paint the town? And all that jazz, I'm gonna bruise my knees and roll my stockings down. And all that jazz, start the car. I know a whoopee spot Where the gin is cold But the piano's hot It's just a noisy hall Where there's a nightly brawl And all That Yeah. 
is your local radio station. This is Ribble FM. Hello, thanks for listening. My name is Ian Cheeseman. This is Break a Leg. All things theatrical and musical theatre. Delighted that you share my passion for musical theatre in particular. Now, I was at a performance of Charlie in the Chocolate Factory in Manchester just recently, which is written, and <laughs> this is a theme today, Great, Great Songwriters by Mark Shaman, who is a multi-award winning, absolute superstar of Broadway, the West End and musical theatre in General. We'll be meeting Kingsley Morton, who will be appearing in Heathers in Manchester very soon after this song, which is Pure Imagination from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me 
And you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. Welcome aboard my great glass elevator. Wow! Push that button. The one marked, don't push. That's the one. Something crazy is going to happen now, isn't it? How did you guess? We'll begin with a spin Traveling in the world of my creation What you see will defy explanation Where are we going? Up! Up! around and view it Anything you want to do it Want to change the world There's nothing to it Time to open your eyes and take a look around There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination You'll be free if you truly wish to be. Look, Charlie, down there, my factory, do you see? Yes, Mr. Wonka. I love my chocolate factory, Charlie. I love it more than anything else in the world. So do I, Mr. Wonka. So do I. Well, I'm very glad you said that. I'm very glad indeed. Do you want to know why? Why? Because my chocolate factory is your special prize. Why would you want to give away your factory? Oh, I'm an old man, Charlie. I'm a lot older than you think. I can't keep running my factory forever. I've got to give it to someone new. And that someone, Charlie, is you. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to, do it. To change the world, there's nothing to it. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly. say that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was a great, great show. Great special effects, great use of both the floor and the backdrop to take you into the Chocolate Factory. Amazing, amazing show. And great music, of course, as well. Most of the music written by Mark, the great Mark Shaman. Uh, but that was Pure Imagination, which you know from the film, of course, the Gene Wilder film, which in itself is, is superb. Johnny Depp, of course, doing a more recent version of that film as well. So Kingsley Morton is appearing in Heathers, and she will be in Manchester, and she will be taking to the stage from the 8th to the 12th of August at the Palace Theatre. Last time I spoke to her a few months ago, actually I think it was a little bit longer ago than that, she was playing the part of Wednesday 
in the Adams Family, the musical, which was superb. This time, she's playing in Heathers, which is a very, very different musical. Very different part, obviously. We go away from the Princess of Darkness on Wednesday um, to the Princess of the Unicorns, Win Martha. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're at the other we're at the other theatre this time. We were at the Opera House last time, but the Palace this time. So I'm very excited to see the other theatre of Manchester, the other big theatre of Manchester. I love being in Manchester last time, so it was I'm really excited to go back as well. So yeah, <laughs> Heather's is a, such a joyful show as well. I would suggest that pretty much everybody re- leaves the theatre leaves smiling, and it is a show that has proved its longevity by the fact that it seems to constantly tour. So what, what makes it so special? Uh, there's a few things I think the first thing is the storyline is so relatable to so many audiences because everybody's kind of gone through that part of their life where they're where they're just feeling a bit like lost and out of place um, especially in like high school or secondary school for us over here usually um, and everybody's sort of felt that out of place awkward don't really know how to like interact with other humans so there's that there's that level but i think the other level is we've got some fabulous corn nuts who are like it's 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 sort of become a little bit like rocky horror where there's always people in the audience that are dressed up and it's so fabulous to see we love looking out and seeing our corn nuts dressed up and it makes us just so happy yeah so i think it's on both it's sort of got that the following of that now and i really enjoyed that part of it as well <laughs> how do you sum up the story i mean i've seen the show so i know what it is but how do you, for somebody who's listening to this at the moment who's thinking what is heathers how, how, how would you sum it up briefly without <laughs> obviously giving everything away <laughs> um it's uh, the, the the main girl the main part is um veronica and she is a nobody and then she gets taken in by the heathers who are the popular clique of the school and they rule the school and um she kind of starts to lose sight of her moral center and she's sort of going are the things that i'm doing here correct or am i just doing them to be popular she leaves behind like her best friend, who I play, which is Martha Dunstock. She falls in love with a guy called JD, who I think the tagline they use is, it might kill to be a nobody, but to be a somebody is, is actual murder. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> There's loads of great songs in it, isn't there? What, what mm-hmm. do you sing then? I sing Kindergarten Boyfriend, which is sort of, um, there's like a couple of ballads in the show. Um and sort of the rest is very upbeat, so there's a very, very poignant... It's one song by me, which is Kindergarten Boyfriend. The other is Lifeboat, sung by um, Heather McNamara, who's played by Billy Bowman. Um, and it's sort of... Both of them really remember... It's sort of they're there to remind you of the humanity in the show because the rest of it is so dark satire and um, upbeat and making light of a very serious topic, topic to, like drives the point home and it's honestly the songs are incredible larry o'keefe and kevin murphy are geniuses so (laughs) and i always think that in musicals particularly the thing that lifts the show is the music that's where a lot of the emotion comes from that's not to belittle in any way the role of the actors but but it's a way of enhancing the uh emotion isn't it i mean i went to watch titanic in liverpool last week which was very different than heathers for example but still the emotion of the music lifted the whole thing to another level is that how you feel about about Um, heathers 
always honestly the the van call where you get to sing for the first time with the band live is always like the best day of a show like it just gives it that lift it gives you the the, the emotion and the feel absolutely 100 percent it it and it, it this, it's usually the songs that people remember when they leave a musical so they're the ones that have touched people the most so just to give our listeners again another little, you, you gave us a little clue before. You said that from the Adams family to where you are now, there was a little gap in the middle. How does that work for an actor then? How how do you survive? I mean, do you just go back to being ordinary again from you know being, <laughs> being stopped at stage door and being treated like a superstar and then suddenly you just just like us again? <laughs> yes uh well there's a few people there's a few people do it different ways i am that stereotypical actor that ends up back behind a bar again and um yeah and i worked in a couple of pubs while i was um off and i was just auditioning and it's yeah it's, it can be very it can be very difficult obviously going from doing what you love for a living and getting to do it every night and especially in parts that you love to go back to <laughs> working behind a bar especially because a lot of people behind it a lot of people from with the bars that I worked in weren't in musical theater so they don't really understand that I did this for a living they're like oh when are you doing your next show then and I'm like oh when they let me <laughs> but yeah you attempted to, to go sort of into an amdram to sort of fill the gap just to get your adrenaline rush on stage Oh, I love going back to my old Amdrams, my old local Amdrams and um, seeing them. But I don't, because sometimes you can be so, it can be so short notice. Like this one, we got very, it was very short notice that we got the parts. So like, you'd have to up and leave very quickly. And you might, and you don't want to let anybody down, obviously. But I love going back and seeing their shows when they, when I can. So, uh, and I love still supporting them as well. Okay. I wonder how you feel. I went to watch Avenue Q uh, last week, which was an Amdram in Altrincham, which is obviously not too far away from Manchester. And, and I came away from that show thinking, and again, this please don't take this the wrong way, but I looked at these amateur performers and I thought, you know what, you're not a million miles away from being good enough to be on a professional stage. Do you see that when you're watching Amdram? And, and what is the difference? I mean, obviously the lighting and the scenery is not the same, but the actual mm. performances sometimes are not far away, are they? I mean, honestly, every, everyone in Amdram does it because they have the love for it. And that's like, and everybody does it in the profession because they have that love for it. But with Amdram, you're doing it in your evenings after you've done a full day of work. So you're, you're, you must absolutely freaking love it just to do that. But um, honestly, performers also come from everywhere. You know, like in my Amdram alone, I know two, three people, at least from when I was there, that are now doing it professionally like all performers have their training from somewhere and i think amdram is some of the best training you can get because it gets you on a stage and it gets you in front of an audience and you get to experience that from a very young age and yeah is that transition just luck determination what what makes the difference um i think it's a bit of both where you have to have be in the right place at the right time but there's also i did I, w I went from, I did secondary school, um, theatre school, and then I did went to the Brit school, and then I was lucky enough to get to the foundation course at ArtsEd, had a year out, and then did ArtsEd three-year degree course. So I, I also there's a lot of work that goes into it, and a lot of training. Um, and I think most of the people that I know from, from my from Amdram my have gone through training, have, have done training as well. Like, it takes a lot of determination. Not to say there is, there, obviously, you can absolutely do it without going to drama school. There is no 
you don't you don't hold back by that at all. It's just always about being in the right place at the right time. Like for me, if I hadn't um, done that, if I hadn't done the foundation year year out three year, I wouldn't have been there auditioning at the right time to do Wednesday, for instance. Like it's so it's partially luck, partially and and like I'd say about twenty percent luck and eighty percent hard work, honestly, and pushing through the hard times when you can't when when you can't um when you don't have a job or when you don't have this thing to work towards or that thing to work towards still finding a way to be creative and go to classes and stuff like that and yeah it's worth it in the end isn't it absolutely (laughs) (laughs) now just to finish you off and obviously i'm looking forward to seeing you in heathers um what is your favorite musical have you got one and and oh god i'm going to play a song for you especially for you from your favorite (laughs) musical uh it's like picking a favorite child i think one of my favorite musicals at the moment is hades town so if you play a little hades town we're good yeah. on broadway isn't it hades town yeah. i think it's coming over here soon as well it's coming back over here so yeah kingsley morton who will be in heathers in manchester at the palace theater from the 8th to the 12th of august and she wanted a song from hades town i hope this is the right one i raise my cup to him Local radio station. This is Ribble FM. You're listening to Break a Leg. My name is Ian Cheeseman, all things theatrical and musical theatre. I mentioned that Heather's the musical will be in Manchester at the Palace Theatre from the 8th to the 12th of August. Here's a song from that show. It's called 17, sung here by Carrie Holt Fisher in a duet with Jamie Moscato. Fine. We're damaged. Really damaged, but that does not make us wise. We're not special. We're not different. We don't choose who lives or dies. Let's be normal. 
See bad movies, sneak a beer and watch TV. We'll bake brownies or go bowling. Don't you want a life with me? hurt us or they vanish and you're right that really blows but we let go take a deep breath and go buy some summer clothes we'll go camping play some poker and we'll eat some chili fries maybe prom night maybe dancing don't stop looking in Damaged, but your love's too good to lose. Hold me tighter, even closer. I'll stay if I'm what you choose. Can we be seven? If I am what you choose, if we've still got Cause you're the one I choose. You're the Fletcher and Jamie Moscato with 17 from Heather's The Musical, which will be in Manchester at the Palace Theatre from the 8th to the 12th of August. Now, last week I was at the brilliant Liverpool Empire watching the professional version of Titanic, the musical. Uh, it's written by Maury Yeston and it's sensational. It really does pay tribute to those who lost their lives on the Titanic brilliantly. And one of the central stories is the story of the Strausses, the old couple who wouldn't be separated and went down with the ship. And this was their song. Brilliant. It's called Still.
mind that I uh, shed a tear when that was sung, still from Titanic the Musical. My final guest in this hour is Lois Glenister. She is uh, in Zog the Musical, which will be at the Larry Theatre in Salford. It runs until the 3rd of September and, of course, is based on the books of Julia Donaldson, who is a bit of a phenomena. And I put that to Lois when I spoke to her. I am aware now. I mean, I knew growing up I loved her books. Um, I think Zog was a little bit after my time, but I grew up with The Gruffalo and Room on the Broom. Um, so uh, getting this job, I realised that Zog is another one of her smash hits. And I was very shocked to see all of the... Um, all of the memorabilia that the children wear to the shows that you can purchase. I mean, like real life Zog outfits and teddies and everything. So um, it was it was wonderful to see that her books are still, you know, of course, so relevant to this day. You have a very lucky job, a very blessed job, because you are one of those people who encourages young people to come into the theatre and experience it for the first time, which can lead to a, a lifetime of enjoyment. Um, do you feel that when you're on stage? I do, and you're right. I think it's absolutely the best part of the job, um, seeing children be inspired in front of your your very own eyes. It happened to me as a child. I went and watched my first show and grew up knowing what I wanted to do and even if you don't want to go in the arts I think the story of Zog shows you and proves that you can dream big and and achieve anything that you you set your mind to really. What was that first show then that inspired you? I watched a panto, uh, Goldilocks and the Three Goldilocks and the Three Bears at um, my local theatre in Southend um, and uh, that did it for me. <laughs> So you're hoping to have the same impact. I mean, tell us a little bit about how this works, because obviously I've seen different shows that I guess are a little bit like this, but but just for those who have no idea of what this is going to entail, what do you do on stage and how does it work? We have we have singing, lots of singing and dancing, um, and puppets are a huge part of our show, as um, Zog himself is a puppet. And he's joined with um, two other dragon friends, Ronnie and Edwin, who are also puppets. <clears throat> um, and they are, I think, for the little ones, the most captivating part of the show um, because they're just adorable and they're, they're beautifully made. Um, but they're also accompanied by uh, some woodland animals as well. We have a frog, squirrel, some beautiful owls. So I think... I think the puppets do sell the show, along with um, Joe Stilgo wrote all of our music, um, and the songs are very catchy. We hear a lot of adults leaving the uh, theatre singing most of the songs that they've heard. I interviewed uh, Benjamin Durham a couple of weeks ago, who's playing Winnie the Pooh in the uh, the current <laughs> tour that they're doing. And as we're recording this, uh, my son is uh, in Amdram performing in Avenue Q. So there are... Yeah, and I was at, I was also at the launch of the Life of Pi, you know, when they brought on the the tiger. So there are so yeah. many, and then there's of course there's Lion King, and there's so many different ways so, that you can do this. Are you trying to hide away and disappear in the background, or are you part of the whole thing? Do you want the kids to look at you as well? Yeah, when you're with the puppet, I think with our production, it's very much a shared. 
um, a shared space. Of course, the attention's on the puppet. Um, but for myself, I puppeteer a frog. So the colour that I wear does not match my puppet, unlike the dragons. So I don't really apologise for that. You know, we are side by side and it is quite funny, especially as the frog that I puppeteer is called Steve and he is like a middle-aged man with a Cockney accent, which is obviously very different from a young princess. So I don't so much shy away from it. Is there an element of, of, um, sort of I'm thinking Disney here, of, of sort of wanting to have a, um, not a preachy style, but, but something that, that gets a good message across? Yeah, there's definitely, I think, two messages in, in the story. Um, one for Zog and Pearl and Gadabout. Um, but Zog is, I think the story of Zog is very much to, to not give up and to not compare yourself to the, the success of those around you, which I think is really important in life full stop, but also as a child, because everyone develops at different times, and that doesn't mean that you're less than. And I think Zog shows that story really well. As for Gadabout the Night and Princess Pearl, their story is that whatever you were brought up to do and told that you are, that you are not burdened by that and that you can always grow and develop and follow your dreams and change your mind and do what's right for you and not those around you, which I think put together is a wonderful message for everyone, but especially children. I'm thinking of you specifically. Um, your journey into this, was is puppetry something that you've wanted to do? Is there a, a wider ambition to be out there in musicals or theatre? What, what, what's, the, what's your story been? My story is musicals. I'm, I'm a musical theatre um, performer with a love for puppetry um, and the skill that is required to do so um, but yeah my background is, is a little bit of everything really which is I think why I love this show because it is a little bit of everything it is a musical jam-packed into an hour also with wonderful storytelling elements like puppetry so um, this job is yeah it's it's quite good it, it does give you a little bit of of all the all the talents and it's perfect timing. It's during the school holidays that you're on, so everybody can come and watch it. And yeah. the Lowry is a marvellous theatre anyway. The whole concept of the Lowry is very good. So this is a place I'm guessing you're, you're looking forward to visiting. I am. I've, I've been, uh, this would be my third time, but we're in the, the other venue this time because there's, there's two there. Um, and it's always so pleasant and everyone's wonderful and it's it's a beautiful, beautiful theatre and, and venue to, to be in. So we're very lucky and very happy to be back. You've mentioned uh, Goldilocks as the start of your sort of musical love affair, if you like. Um, <laughs> what's your favourite musical? Have you got one? Um, it would probably be Stevenson Time and overall would be Into the Woods if I had, if I had to choose. So I'm going to play a song for you now because it's obviously a radio show. So what song from Into the Woods would you like me to play for you? Oh, my goodness. It would have to be On the Steps of the Palace. I'll play that for you then. And when you come to Salford with uh, uh, Zog, break a leg. Thank you, Ian. Lois Glenister from Zog the Musical. She requested On the Steps of the Palace, Into the Woods. Here it is. smart prince he's a prince who prepares knowing this time I'd run from him he spread pitch on the stairs I was caught on all wares and I thought well he cares this is more than just malice better stop and take stock while you're standing here stuck on the steps of the palace 
decision Why not stay and be cautious and think, well, it's a thought What would be his response? But then what if he knew who you were When you know that you're not what he thinks that he wants? And then what if you are What a prince would envision? Although how can you know who you are Till you know what you want, what you don't So then which do you pick? Where you're safe, out of sight, and yourself But where everything's wrong Or where everything's right And you know that you'll never belong And whichever you pick, do it quick Cause you're starting to stick to the steps of the palace It's your first big decision The choice isn't easy to make To arrive at a ball is exciting And all once you're there, though it's scary And it's fun to deceive when you know you can leave But you have to be wary There's a lot that's at stake But you've stalled long enough Cause you're still standing stuck in the stuff On the steps, better run along home And avoid the collision Even though they don't care You'll be better off there Where there's nothing to choose So there's nothing to lose So you pry up your shoes Then from out of the blue And without any guide You know what your decision is Which is not to decide You'll just leave him a clue For example, a shoe And then see what he'll do Now it's he and not you who is stuck with a shoe In a stew, in the goo And you've learned something too Something you never knew On the steps of the palace Wally, Gisburn, Ribchester This is your local radio station This is Ribble FM. We both know why we're here. I sit in your eyes. I guess it calms my fear to know it's not a surprise. I thought one look at you, looking like a dream come true. Will leave me speechless like you always do. But now we're wide awake. Got some plans to make. Let's take some action, baby. So, baby, give me your hand. I've got some dreams to make true. I've got the future applied. It's time to get serious. Time to get serious with you. I never thought that I. Now, honey. I'm not finished. Oh, sorry. Since I was two or three, my life was planned out neat. I'd get my law degree and then win my Senate seat. A big white house back east. All of the amenities. Yeah. Three kids at least, just like the Kennedys. Here's where our lives begin. But just where do you fit in? Fit me in. I'll break it down now, baby. Oh. So, baby, give me your hand. up with me i thought you were proposing well 
If I'm going to be a senator when I'm 30, I'm going to need somebody serious. Less of a Marilyn Moore, a Jackie. Serious. Somebody classy and not too tacky. What? Okay, that came out wrong. <laughs> be feeling smooth, be strong. Yeah. I mean, we've known all along. Yeah, what does that mean? I'm not a Jackie. I'm not serious, but I am seriously in love with you. Baby, my future's all planned. <laughs> I've got some dreams to make true. I thought that you'd understand. It's time to get serious. Time to get serious. Check, please. FM, streaming from our website and on smart speakers, live and local across the Ribble Valley, Ribble FM News. From the Sky News Centre at 10, personal information about every serving police officer and member of police staff in Northern Ireland has been published online in a major data breach. The PSNI themselves made the sensitive material public in what they're calling a human error. It's believed identities of officers were contained in a spreadsheet published in connection to a freedom of information request. Assistant Chief Constable Chris Todd says there are no immediate security concerns. The information was taken down very quickly, but nevertheless, I do appreciate the concern that it will cause. We'll seek to find the extent to which that has been viewed. But uh, what I would say is, although the error was our own, once that information was out there, if anybody did have access to it, I would ask them to delete it straight away. The vice chairman of the Conservatives has criticised his own party's immigration policy, saying it's failed. Earlier, Lee Anderson said illegal migrants who complain about being put up on a barge off Dorset should go back to France. Fans from around the world have flown into Ireland to be at Sinead O'Connor's funeral. I don't really believe in saying goodbye to people like that on social media. And I wanted to be here with the Irish people and express a genuine appreciation of a life that might have suffered internally but gave us the cream of her mind. Khan and Rita got a flight from San Francisco to be in County Wicklow. The Irish president was also there. There's hope for homeowners as some of Britain's biggest lenders prepare to cut mortgage rates tomorrow. Nationwide Building Society says there'll be reductions of up to 0.55 percentage points on some of their deals. In sport, Wolves have mutually agreed to terminate manager Wenlen Lopetegui's contract. The Spaniard left the club just three days before the start of the new Premier League season. And July's officially being classed as the hottest months on record for the planet. It beat the previous high from 2019 by 0.33 degrees Celsius. That's the latest from Sky News. I'm Daryl Jackson. If you're a regular listener to Break a Leg with me in Cheeseman, all things theatrical and musical theatre, you know I am a bit of a fanboy for Alan Menken. He is the writer of so many great musicals down the years, not just the Disney films that you're probably aware of, but Little Shop of Horrors and Bronx Tale and just loads and loads of stuff. Um, And I'm going to feature three of his musicals in this hour, so less of me, more of the music. I make no apology for that. And just listen, if you stay with us for this hour, and please do, the variety of different styles that Alan is capable of writing. It is 
phenomenal. I don't know how he does it. We're going to start with one of the songs that he is most famous for from The Little Mermaid, Under the Sea.
You'll be aware that Little Mermaid has been turned into a live-action version, uh, which has been in cinemas recently, and Melissa McCarthy played uh, the part of Ursula, the sea witch, and this is her version of Poor Unfortunate Souls. And I fortunately know a little magic. It's a talent that I always have possessed. And here lately, please don't laugh, I use it on behalf of the miserable Lonely and depressed Pathetic Unfortunate souls In pain In need This one longing to be thinner That one wants to get the girl And do I help him? Yes indeed Those unfortunate souls So sad So true They come flocking to my cauldron Great spells as a please And I help him I do. Now, it's happened once or twice. Someone couldn't pay the price. And I'm afraid I had to rake them across the cove. Yes, I've had the odd complaint. But on the whole, I've been a saint. Tattles, pawn, fortune, it's So here's the deal. I'll whip up a little potion to make you human for three days. Got that? Three days. Before the sun sets on the third day, you and Princey must share a kiss. And not just any kiss. The kiss of true love. If you do, you will remain human permanently. But if you don't, you'll turn back into a mermaid. And you belong to me. We got a deal? I don't know. Life's full of tough choices, isn't it? No. This is wrong. I can't do this. Fine, then. Forget about the world above. Go back home to Daddy. And never leave again. Come on, you Very busy woman, and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much. Just your voice.
live-action version and the animated version. There is, of course, a stage show too, which was performed at an Amdram in Altrincham last year. I absolutely loved it. I wasn't as familiar with that song that you just heard, if only, Quartet, uh, because it wasn't in the film, either the live-action or the animated, but I just think that is superb. But there are two songs for me that are the absolute best from this film. Kiss the Girl and Part of Your World. Brilliant, brilliant songwriting from the great Alan Menken. And, of course, Howard Ashman, the late Al Howard Ashman, who was a, a genius and was involved in Little Mermaid and, and Beauty and the Beast, which sadly we lost. But here are Kiss the Girl and Part of Your World. Just enjoy them. Sing along if you like. you got to create the right kind of mood. Oh, you mean like candlelight and champagne? Uh, nonsense. It don't take all that. Everything we need, we got right here. Percussion. Strings. Wings. And words. There you see her. Sitting there across the way. She don't got a lot to say, but there's something about her. And you don't know why you're dying to try You wanna kiss the girl Yes, you want her Look at her, you know you do Possible she want you to There is one way to ask her Kiss the girl It don't take a word, not a single word Go on and kiss the girl Sing with me now. Sha la 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 la. My oh my, look like a boy too shy. You're gonna kiss the girl. Sha la 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 la. In that sun, it's a shame. Too bad. You're gonna miss the girl. You know, I really ought to know your name. Maybe I could guess. Alexandra. Annabelle. Beatrice? Ariel. Her name is Ariel. Ariel? Ariel? Hey! That's kind of pretty. Okay. Ariel. Now's your moment. Floating in the lagoon. Boy, you better do it soon. No time will be better. She don't say a word. She won't say a word until you kiss the girl. Don't be scared. You got a mood prepared. Go on and kiss the girl. Don't stop now. Don't try to hide it all. You wanna kiss the girl. my father understand. I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be so bad. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? 
Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you'd think, sure, she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? I've got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them. Dancing, walking around on those, what do you call them? Oh, feet. <laughs> Flipping your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along down the, what's that word again? Street. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the could be part of that world. What would I give if I could live out of these waters? What would I pay to spend a day warm on the sand? Betcha on land, they understand that they don't reprimand their daughters. Bright young women, sick of swimming. my questions and get some answers. What's a fire and why is it? What's the word? Burn. When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love, love to explore that shore of the Out of the sea. Anytime, anywhere. Download our dedicated smartphone app. Go to ribblefm.com. You might love musical theatre just like I do and idolise the stars, the singers, the performers, and of course I do. But often names like Alan Menken get forgotten. He is the genius behind so many great, great musicals and we're celebrating him in this hour. We've already heard music from The Little Mermaid. How about these next four from Hercules? An undervalued musical in my experience. Uh, This is the main opening of it. This is epic. You go, girl. We are the muses, goddesses of the arts, and proclaimers of heroes. Heroes like Hercules. Honey, you mean Hercules. <laughs> I'd like to make some sweet music. Our with story actually begins long before Hercules. Many eons ago. Back when the world was new. 
The planet Earth was down on its luck And everywhere gigantic brutes called titans ran amok It was a nasty place It was a mess wherever you stepped Where chaos reigned and earthquakes and volcanoes never slept opening of Hercules to uh, Zero to Hero and then this should have been a massive hit as a pop song I won't say I'm in love both from Hercules
with me. You'd think a girl would learn. If there's a prize for rotten judgment, I guess I've already won that. No man is worth the aggravation. That's ancient history. Been there, done that. Who'd you think you're kidding? He's the earth and heaven to you. Try to keep it hidden. Honey, we can see right oh, through no. you. Dying to cry your heart out. If you are denying who you are and how you're feeling, maybe we're not buying. But we saw you in the middle, wasting life like a pronoun. When you're gonna own them, that you got, got, got it back. Oh, no chance, no way, I won't say it. No, no. Give up or give in. Check the queen, you're in love. This scene won't play, I won't say Sung by Susan Egan and a great, great version of it from the film, of course, Hercules, I Won't Say I'm In Love, written, of course, by Alan Menken. And this one, I Can Go The Distance, just gets me every single time. And it's sung here in the film by Roger Bart. And you know I'm a big fan of Back to the Future, the musical. And he plays Doc, currently on Broadway, previously in the West End and in Manchester. I had the pleasure of chatting to him, interviewing him, alongside Christopher Lloyd when he was in Manchester. Uh, what a great, great singer and a lovely man he is. And this is I Can Go The Distance. It's from Hercules, but it's by Roger Bart and written by Alan Menken. Sometimes I feel like like I really don't belong here. Like I'm supposed to be someplace else. Hercules, son. I know it doesn't make any sense. I have often dreamed of a far off place where a great warm welcome be waiting for me where the crowds will cheer when they see my face and the voice keeps saying this is where I'm meant to be I will find my way I can go the distance I'll be there someday if I can be strong I know every mile will be worth my while would go most anywhere to feel like I belong. 
Hercules, there's something your mother and I have been meaning to, to tell you. But if you found me, then where did I come from? Why was I left here? This was around your neck when we found you. It's the symbol of the gods. This is it. Don't you see? Maybe they have the answers. I'll go to the temple of Zeus and... You're the greatest parents anyone could have, but I, I gotta know. Across the Ribble Valley, 106.7. This is Ribble FM. As we celebrate the great, great music of Alan Menken, the great musical theatre tune writer, shall we call him that, because he's worked with different lyricists at different times, but he is an absolute genius at a tune. Finally, Hunchback of Notre Dame in this section, which I think is the absolute genius work of art. This is the opening segment, The Bells of Notre Dame. City's the toll of the bells, the bells of Notre Dame. This, they're beautiful, no? So many colors of sound, so many changing moods. Because you know, they don't ring all by themselves. They don't! Oh, city boy, up there, high, high in the dark bell tower, lives the mysterious bell ring. Who is this creature? Who? What is he? What? How did he come to be there? How? Hush! Oh. And Clopin will tell you. 
It is a tale, a tale of a man The night when our tale was begun on the docks near Notre Dame. Shut it up, will you? We'll be spotted. Four frightened gypsies slid silently under the docks near Notre Dame. Four guilders for safe passage into Paris. But a trap had been laid for the gypsies, and they gazed up in fear and alarm at a figure whose clutches were iron as much as the bell. Judge Claude Bolo, the bells of Judge Claude Frollo longed to purge the world of vice and sin. And he saw corruption everywhere except within. Bring these gypsy vermin to the palace of justice. You there, what are you hiding? Stolen goods, no doubt. Take them from her. She ran. This is an unholy demon. I'm sending it back to hell where it belongs. See there, the innocent blood you have spilt on the steps of Notre Dame. I am guiltless. She ran, I pursue. Oh, you would add this child's blood to your guilt on the steps of Notre Dame. My conscience is clear. You can lie to yourself and your minions. You can claim that you haven't a qualm. But you never can run from your hide what you've done from the eye. And for one time in his life, a power and control. Rolo felt a twinge of fear for his immortal soul. What must I do? Care for the child and raise it as your own. What? I'm to be saddled with this misshapen. Very well. Let him live with you in your church. Live here? Where? Just so he's kept locked away where no one else can see. The bell tower, perhaps. And who knows, our Lord works in mysterious ways. Even this foul creature may yet prove one day to be of use to me. And Frollo gave the child a cruel name. A name that means half full. Quasimodo. Guess if you can sing the bells of Notre Dame. Who is the monster and who is the man? Sing the bells, 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 b
Isn't that just marvellous? And just to show the contrast in Mencken's writing style, here is an absolute heartfelt, emotional, tugs at the heartstrings song from the same musical called God Help the Outcasts. that come where where does alan menkin write a song like that and then come up with another two back to back i'm going to play these two called a guy like you and topsy turvy which couldn't be more different 
but are equally brilliant from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hey! 
city of lovers is glowing this evening. <sighs> True, that's because it's on fire. But still, there's l'amour. Somewhere out there in the night, her heart is also alight. And I know the guy she just might be burning for. A guy like you. She's never known kid. A guy like you, a girl does not meet every day. You've got a look. That's all your own kid. Could there be two like you? No way. Those other guys. That she could dangle All look the same from every boring point of view You're a surprise from every angle Mantia above, she's gotta love a guy like you A guy like you gets extra credit Because it's true, you've got a certain something more You see that face, you don't forget it Want something new? That's you. For sure. We all have gaped and some Adonis. But then we crave a meal for nourishing to chew. And since your shape, like a croissant is, no question of she's gotta love a guy like you. Call me a hopeless romantic, but cause I From the brilliant Hunchback of Notre Dame, written by the genius that is Alan Menken, a guy like you before that topsy-turvy. One more to go, I couldn't ignore this one. This is called Out There. This will absolutely pull your emotions all over the place. If you're in a show, you're going to show this week, break a leg, see you same time next week. The world is cruel, the world is wicked. It's I alone whom you can trust in this whole city. I am your only friend. I who keep you, teach you, feed you, dress you. I who look upon you without fear. How can I protect you, boy, unless you always stay in here, away in here? Remember what I've taught you, Quasimodo. You are deformed. I am deformed. And you are ugly. And I am ugly. And these are crimes for which the world shows little pity. You do not comprehend. You are my one defender. Out there they'll revile you as a monster. I am a monster. Out there they will hate and scorn and jeer. Only a monster. 
Why invite their calumny and consternation? Stay in here. Be faithful. I'm to faithful. Be grateful. I'm grateful. Do as I say. Obey and I'll stay. FM via the app for all smartphones, streaming from our website and on smart speakers. Play Ribble FM. This is your local radio station. This is Ribble FM. Yeah, go on then, so give us a free show. Oh, so how's it going then, Dodger? All this bowing and that's off. And your little pit girl's staying in the mud, my darling. And I'll go Oh, you're small Everywhere I'd see 
FM streaming from our website and on smart speakers live and local across the Ribble Valley Ribble FM news